Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by friend of the show, Lonnie, for a game of Pathfinder. Pathfinder is a game that needs very little introduction. It is one of the biggest and most beloved fantasy role-playing games on the market, and it is a game that I've wanted to try on the show for a very long time, so I'm really excited that we got the opportunity to play it. I think the episode turned out really fun, and I think you're really going to dig it. Before we dive in, though, I do want to give a special thank you to Jimmy Rogers, our newest backer on Patreon. Jimmy, thank you so much for your support. It means a tremendous amount. Patreon dollars, as you know, pay for equipment costs, hosting fees, convention appearances, and other expenses. And Patreon backers get access to cool bonus audio. You can find information on all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Recording in Zencaster, just check out all the levels, making sure everything looks good, everything looks just fine. Thanks, future me. This week I'm joined by Lonnie. Lonnie, thanks for coming on Party of One. Oh, thank you for having me. So, this week we are playing Pathfinder. I'm really excited about it. I am excited to see how it plays with a single player, because I find that like the party type games tend to be a little bit swingier, so I'm excited to see if Pathfinder is any different. Yeah, um, I have... I have run a few one-on-one games, um, and it tends to just be a lot of fudging the rules a little bit here and there, just because it is built for a group. But sure. yeah, it's really fun. And that's that's a lot of games, I think. Deep down, I think I think really the key to playing with a single person is knowing when to kind of throw the rules out the window a little bit. Definitely. So uh, I'm really excited. So why don't you uh, introduce us to your character this week? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I. Um, rolled some Rory Story Cubes and came up with this idea um, for this level six cleric. And um, this is her little story. Uh, she was kidnapped as a young woman by um, the god Sabek and his cultists. Um, after uh, they had kept her for a while and other captives, um, she managed to outwit the god in a game of Senet, which is like Egyptian chess. And um, she shamed him, and then she managed to kill him. Um, but before he died, he cursed her with crocodile lycanthropy. So she's a were crocodile um, because he's like a crocodile god, Egyptian crocodile god. Um, so she, filled with all this rage and everything from being transformed, she uh, manages to free all the other captives, kill the cultists, eat a few of them, and then after she's sure everybody's safe, she just secludes herself off into this cave where she just wants to be as far away from people because she doesn't want to hurt anybody and she dedicates herself to her god and she her god blesses her with holy magic for her bravery and she just spends her time trying to control herself and learn about uh her domain so uh that rules, and I love that eats a few of them was just thrown in there. I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, um, you're sounding great, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> the, uh, so our story begins. Uh, we open on a long shot of the seemingly endless jungles surrounding an unmarked hidden tributary of the Kopeshi River big long endless jungle shot um you have been stalking this river for some time you you received word that uh as you try to understand your magic and your uh the condition that you've been cursed with you caught word that there was uh some congregation of these were crocodiles somewhere along this river and you know, if if there's any if there's any opportunity to kind of like figure out what you're capable of, or even if there's a way to reverse it, it's got to be somewhere with these wero dials. <laughs> okay. All right. So, am I like outside of my kind of like my territory or where I live, or um? Am I just kind of walking towards this area that I've been given directions to? Um, you're, I think you're, a f- you've been following the trail for a few days. Okay. 
And okay. I think the first challenge and the first role that I'm going to ask you to make mm-hmm. is uh, the clues have run cold. You've been following this river. It's not on any of the maps. It's not on any of the directions. But it seems mm-hmm. consistent with like the hints that you've been given as to where you can find these this this hive of where crocodiles. Right. You know, people have been reporting livestock have gone missing. People mm-hmm. have gone missing. Make me a roll of perhaps survival or okay. uh, maybe even knowledge arcana if you have that. Yes, I have knowledge arcana. Um, okay. Give me All a roll right. for that. Uh, we'll okay. say the difficulty for this is going to be a 12. All right. Let's Shouldn't be too get. difficult. So I have plus 8. And I got a seven, so that's like fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, you've you've studied, you've been studying these cults for a while. You've you know you you essentially grew up around them. Yeah. The uh, the movements that you, that this cult has been making in the area don't seem consistent with that. They're okay. more slapdash, I would call it. They are, are a bit more chaotic, you know? They're sort of just... The attacks that you've you've been, like, kind of studying as you stalk mm-hmm. are almost smash and grab, which is, you know, sec... Uh, Sabek? Sabek. Yeah, Sabek, yeah. Sabek's followers are sort of more cunning than that. They're tricksters. Yeah. They are they they lure people in. They're not necessarily just yes. like smashing and grabbing a cow and running off with it. Yeah, and Sobek's cultists are they're like crocodiles where they stalk and they calculate and if they're just grabbing what they can as they try to go by in a civilization then something's definitely off. Yeah. So so, so make me that survival roll. Make me a survival okay. roll. Or, yeah, survival's tracking, right? Yeah. Yeah, make me a survival roll. This one's going to be uh, a little bit easier. Uh, I'll say another 12. Okay. As you try to find the free find this trail. Okay, so I have plus four. So I got a 21. Perfect. Um, yeah, you find the trail effortlessly. Um, so I and find, it's- like, tracks. <laughs> yeah, you find footprints, you find, like, um, like, the evidence of, like, animals being dragged, because, like, you know, there's a bunch of, there's big swaths of ground that's been kind of tore up a little bit. They're definitely not using their stealth. <laughs> and that's weird, right? Like, it's not what you would expect. hmm definitely. Okay, so, since they're obviously not covering their tracks and they if they were true believers of Sabek then they would definitely be more calculating than that um I'm not going to necessarily make a huge effort to conceal myself so um what time of day is it um it is the sun is high in the sky it is like high noon I'm going to continue forward and um, see if I can find any more tracks or if I can notice anything else um, as I try to... Because as I follow these tracks down the path. Yeah, okay. Make me another survival roll. Uh, this one's going to be a little more difficult. I'm going to put it at a 15. Okay, so I got just just got a 15. Perfect. Um, you follow the water. Uh, you follow the water. You follow the tracks. You come upon... As you're moving, you see that this river starts to stagnate a little bit. It starts to get silty. Everything You start to see the water on both sides start to become... Like, it starts to flood on both sides, almost like something is damming up the river upstream. You, you move a little further, and you come upon, like, a marshy clearing. Because everything is kind of marshy here, because, like I said, it's flooding a little bit. And you look, and you see... A were crocodile is feasting on a cattle, just sort of out in the open and just sort of like tearing into it, you know, indulging its its indulging its worst impulses basically, and just kind of going crazy. 
with a sort of reckless abandon. Again, not like a follower of Sebek. Something is up here. Okay. So, as I see this in this wet area, and they're just unabashedly just tearing into this beast, um, I'm going to gonna cast Detect Evil. Um... Can I? Yes. Um, this, what do you... Describe to me what the experience of feeling evil for your character is like. So my character is um, lawful good. So she's very much on the straight and narrow. Right. And any evil to her is any kind of... Not, not the intent to eat sure. or to, you know, to sustain yourself necessarily... Uh, nothing animalistic would set sure. her off, but definitely um, with a desire to to a desire a pleasure over evil. Sure, a pleasure the pleasure of killing or the pleasure of of seeing like that you know like a sadistic kind of feeling. She would feel that, and she would just make her teeth grit, and sure. uh, she would just uh, say a little prayer as she feels it, and she would totally be prepared to fight. She yeah. felt that. Uh, well, you feel that. Um, your teeth, like, grind up a little bit, and your muscles, like, tense. And, like, you feel this, like, tinny, almost nails on a chalkboard screech a little bit in, like, the back of your ears. Oh, this, man. Just okay. this, and uh, you're watching this were-crocodile. But you feel, like, all of that, but you also... It just feels, it doesn't feel directed, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel calculating, it almost feels sad or scared. And uh, the thing, other thing I'd like to, I should describe is like past the Werodile, a little ways down a slight, a slight sloping hill, is a, a huge stony cave where the river seems to like flood into and flood around mm. but the stone doesn't seem to match the rest of the area interesting okay i'm very hesitant to just immediately go in and start fighting with somebody. If, sure, sure, sure. If I feel like they're in any kind of duress or they're having any kind of emotional issue, I'd rather talk to them. Sure. But knowing myself how I am when I'm in my hybrid form, there's really no talking to me. So I don't expect this per this person, this creature to be receptive to diplomacy. And I know for myself that I'm not very good at it anyway. Right. So it's um, good. To, it's good to know our limits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so maybe though Shifra hates changing with the circumstances present and with them being so close to normal humans, um, I think she's going to make an attempt to change shape. All right, yeah, give me that. That's a control shape roll, right? Yeah, it, I think um, I have to... Uh, it takes a full round action, and it's a... I think it's DC 15. Got uh, it. For it to be successful. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, give me that roll. All right, let's see. Has it noticed me yet? Make the roll, and we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> okay, got an 11... Uh, with constitution. I think I got it. Let me see. I have a plus one to con. So that's 12. Nope. Okay. So what happens is uh, you do transform. But okay. um, the thing about transforming is uh, it's not a pleasant process. It can't. No. It, it, and I think control shape is less about like doing it successfully and more about doing it in a way that isn't unbearable you know i'm kind of picturing yes. like um like american werewolf in paris where it's a whole lot of like screeching and gritting teeth as like <laughs> muscles Is bend out of shape yeah so this happens and um that's what gets the were crocodile's attention uh me screaming on the ground <laughs> yeah like you like and like bones cracking is like 
as you go from being bipedal to semi-quadrupedal. Like, it's a whole lot of, like, cracking and stretching of flesh, and it's real visceral. And that's what gets its attention, and it is, um... Taken aback. At first, it doesn't move, and it sort of, like, takes a step back and kind of, like, hunches down and watches you. And then it lunges. Like, it doesn't necessarily... It sort of weighs its options for a second and then lunges at you. And then I'm going to, Al, I'm going to ask for initiative. All right. Here we go. Mm, right, didn't roll so great. I got a 19. You're definitely going first because I rolled a 7. <laughs> okay. And my initiative, yeah. Yeah, you're going first. Okay. So it lunges at you. Um, I'm going to give it one attack for you uh, as you're changing. Okay, okay. Um, but it's just going to be a... Does a 19 hit you? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Take, um, that is 8 damage. 8 damage. As it, like, okay. tackles you, and as it tackles you and tries to bite you, but you push it off, but, like, you have to mm-hmm. kind of, like, roll onto your on back onto your feet, and you're kind of dazed, and weary and it's knocked it's knocked a little of the life out of you i don't know how much of my i think i have the full capability of my magic when i'm in this form yeah um, if, i mean I'll, I'll give it to you either way it's i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna knock okay. you for that okay so i am going to i'm going to cast um hold person okay is this is this they're in they're in like a uh, like a hybrid form, or are they full-on quadrupedal? Hi- hi- hybrid form, yeah. So okay. it'll, it'll work on them. Okay, yeah. So I cast um, I cast Hold Person, and I'll, they have to do a will saving throw. That's not great. <laughs> they got a 13. Okay. I think I got them, though. I'm pretty sure you got them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it lasts for six rounds. And, yeah, it lasts for six rounds. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so they, they, they try to, like, they try to spin on their heels and dive at you again, and then as soon as they spin on their heels, they kind of just, like, slump forward as they, like, kind of like if you've ever seen a kid in one of those harnesses where they, like, run against it and they're like, huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, okay. yeah, it's, it's that. And uh, this is the first really good up-close look you've got at this thing. Okay. This ain't a Wero dial that you recognize. Like, there's something... You've seen a few of these in your travels, fighting fighting these cultists, studying your own transformations. There's something wrong with this thing. <laughs> it is, uh, bloated and hairy. Like, there's big oh. patches of hair and fur on it. And, like... Gross. <laughs> pustules, like boils, oh. kind of popping and bubbling on them. It's real gross looking. Like, there's something... It doesn't look like a transformed were-crocodile in the way that you do. There's no, like, sleekness or finished... It's gross looking. <laughs> okay, so I... Six rounds is not that much time, but I'm going to quickly try to... um try to I'm going to cast okay I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the standard action and I'm going to cast zone of truth okay and um, I'm going to ask it what are you it uh it leans forward and with a mouth that's not really designed for words it tries to be quiet but like its mouth kind of snaps open eventually and it just says a professional. And it kind of spits a little bit. <laughs> I laugh. Oh. Um. That, that wasn't what I was asking. Um. Okay, let me be more clear. You look sick. Are you sick? Other than the fact that you are what you are. If by what you are... You mean some sort of croc man? <laughs> then otherwise, no. But if 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 that counts as sick, 
then yeah, I've had better days. <laughs> Sassy Crocman. <laughs> I don't know if uh, it would last much longer. Um, I'm going to say you get one more question or uh, statement or command or whatever you want to do. And gritting my teeth, do you worship that false god, Sabek? Sa- and um, as the uh, you feel the uh, you feel the truth kind of fading as he kind of leans forward and in that last moment just says, "Who?" <sighs> so I know the whole person doesn't is not going to last any month anymore, and Zone of Truth lasts six minutes. Right. Oh, then yeah, the whole person fades away as he leans forward and he's like, "Who?" I don't. I don't know who that is. Is that a friend? Is that a friend of yours? No. Fair. Okay. Then. Then no. And uh, the the hold person fades, and like you see him shake out. Right. He kind of shakes it, and he leans forward, and you see him rearing up to strike, and he doesn't. He's just kind of hanging there for a second. You actually, he's not necessarily attacking yet. Um. I ready myself. Teeth bared, claws ready. Take me to the others. I know there are more. Oh. Make me a um. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll call, I'm gonna call this intimidate. Okay. Unless there's unless okay. you think that there's a role that's better suited for this. Um. Probably a different role would be better for me, but <laughs> if you um, want to change, I mean, if you want to change up your approach, um, he's not attacking you, so you have the okay. opportunity to kind of like get what you want in a, in a way that if there's if there's an approach that's better for you, you can hit you can you can hit that. Can I can I can I do a sense motive on him? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make it real easy and say it's a twelve because say it's a twelve because he's in a zone of truth. So like, his motives are pretty wide open. Okay, so I got a, I got a twenty six. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's he's rearing to attack because you're rearing to attack, and he's not quite sure what to do here. You can okay. tell he's kind of been running on instinct for a while, like, this being a foreign thing to him, he doesn't really know, he doesn't really understand, like, what's going on with him. The crocodile thing is clearly new, and he's sort of just doing crocodile stuff. So I put, I, I, I lower my guard, and I take a step back, and... I look him in the eye, and I say, Can I help you? I I don't want to fight. I really don't want to fight. And he, um... Make me a diplomacy roll for that. Uh, it's gonna be a 14. He's still okay. a crocodile man. But okay. uh, his, his, his shoulders are kind of slumping, are kind of like softening as well, or lowering as well. Okay, I got a 16. Perfect. He um he kind of shakily extends a hand and he says, "Uh, yeah, Chaz, pleasure to meet you." Kaz. <sighs> okay, Kaz. Uh, my name is Shifra. Um, I am a cleric of the One True God. Can I help you? And I want to, as a show of goodwill, I want to um, revert back to my human form. Yeah, you revert back to your human form. Um, he is taken aback, and he kind of looks at you for a while, and he says, You can... Wait, you can do that? Yes. Yes. Well, then. I've... I've I've been studying for many years now to control it. Then um, you can't. Uh, 
No, uh, we kind of just, uh, I don't know, woke up like this. You woke up? Just, oh. we were uh, running, a, we were running a job, and, uh, we stashed out in the cave, and, uh, we woke up like this. <laughs> Croc people. <laughs> it ain't great. No, I, I can imagine, um, how afflicted. You must feel. Um, can you bring me to your people? Uh, yeah, I could probably, I could probably do that. And he kind of like, uh, he starts walking towards the, uh, starts walking towards the cave. And, uh, you get to the entrance of the cave. And, like I said, the stone is sort of grayish blue. This sort of pale gray blue. It seems to be reflecting the color of the river. But, uh, but you look at the stone around it. You look at, like, the, uh, the riverbed and the rocks around the trees, and they're all this kind of, like, brownish color. Doesn't match. Something's not right. The water seems to be flowing into it, but around it in a way that doesn't match. Something's not right. Can I detect magic? Uh, yes, you can. Um, there's magic... You f- you feel magic. You felt magic. Like you you know what to expect when you cast detect magic, and you feel that. But it is also different. It's foreign. It's weird. It's messed up. Is the best way to describe it. Like something something ain't right. What I I turn to Kaz, and I ask him. Where did your home come from? This doesn't... This doesn't seem... Natural, according to the land here. Do you know anything? Nah, we kinda just, uh... We kinda just came upon it. We were, uh... Coming up from, uh... Shanksford. And, uh... Shanksford is the the last town that you happen to be in. Little tiny mining community. Nothing particularly noteworthy. And he's like, yeah, we were running a job up in Shanksford. Uh, the fuzz was chasing us. We kind of just hold up here for the night. For the night. So this is very recent that you've been this way. Um, hold on. I got to, because it was, uh, is it Thursday? No, that day. I can't tell you exactly how long it's been. Days kind of blur together. Are you, as you and your people, did you, did you slaughter that cattle farm? Is that, was that you? Uh, um. Because I had to do some cleanup after that, and, um, there was, it was very, it was awful. Was that you and your people? It, um. It wasn't supposed to go like that. Look, I'm just... I, it was just supposed to be, you know, a break-in, we steal the milk money, and we're off. We had done that job a hundred times. We figured, yeah, we're croc people. Shouldn't be any different. But apparently, you get in there, you see a cow, and have you ever looked at a cow? Really, truly? They're delicious looking. Yes, yes. I. You know, I understand if this is recent... Yes, cows, I understand. Uh, well, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I can help you. Um. As you're talking, you hear, uh, you, you see the river, you see, uh, Chaz start to move down south, down river, and the river slopes downward into the more, like, dark, darker caves you, as it's going away from the light. However, you also see, uh, a glowing white light from above along a craggy cliff wall. So you have the choice. You can follow Chaz. You hear clamoring from where Chaz is marching, and he kind of tenses up a little bit, and he kind of looks back at you and tenses, and he's real tense, because there's, like, the sound of a commotion happening downriver. But there's that bright light up above. Do you go with Chaz, or do you investigate the light? Okay, so there's a bright light, and then there's something coming up the river. Uh, there's something coming from down further in the cave, 
there's like a commotion and Chaz seems real concerned about it. Like it's not like something is happening that shouldn't be. And Chaz seems w- worried more so than like anything. <sighs> hmm. Okay. And then the where is the light coming from the opposite direction? Yeah, the yeah, the the the, the commotion is is like essentially a floor below. Mm-hmm. And the light, there's like a little tiny alcove and like sort of a glowing cave that is a floor above. It would require climbing, climbing along a rock wall, but there's something, but like something is up there glowing. Okay. So do you go with Chaz or do you go for the light? Um. Chaz is looking real worried. Okay. I, 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 I sort of put myself in a defensive pose and... I look at him really intensely. What is it? What is it? I don't I don't know. It doesn't sound um and like he kind of like leans down and he kind of gestures you over and you start hearing um you start hearing like clanging, like the clanging of like things banging against wall like rock walls and there's this uh gurgling noise. That's real weird. You can make a make me a knowledge uh, nature to try and identify that. I do not have knowledge nature. Make me a wisdom roll. I know. Okay. This will be this will be difficult though. It's going to be a seventeen. Is it a different language? No, it's or is it just like a just a mouth noise? Just a weird <laughs> noise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I have an eighteen, and I have extremely high wisdom. Okay. Yeah. It is. Um. It sounds kind of like somebody, um, it is the unmistakable cry of a creature known as a myconid, which is a sentient mushroom creature. They're not native to this region, and they tend to grow in these sort of underground environments. It sounds like this one is particularly large, and you hear uh, some screams and yells as what sounds like two people are trying to fight this very large mushroom creature. Okay, I, so, do I, uh, do I know what that is, or do I need to make a check? No, um, you've, you're, you, that was what, the role was to figure out what it was and, okay. like, what you know about it. It is a, it is a okay. psych, it is literally a psychic living mushroom. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, weird as heck. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, I know what that is. Okay, so, knowing what that is, I take the sec- few seconds to go back into my hybrid form and I do you want me to make a roll for that? Um no, no, you don't have to. Okay. So I and I grab him by the arm and I uh, I try to climb up towards that light. Okay. Make me a climb check. Uh okay. this is going to be I'm going to take uh I'm going to what did I I'm going to call this a 15. Um I'm going to make a roll for him as well. Okay. Yep. He, um, he follows along with you. So, like, if you make it, you're, you're both up there. Okay. Well, I got an eight. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in that case, um, what I'll say is, uh, oh, fun. Actually, I know exactly what happens. You both make <laughs> it up. You both make it up the wall. But okay. you, um, you make it up the wall, and for a brief second, you see what was glowing. This wall, this, like, cavern, this little tiny alcove, is lined mm. with, like, beautiful prismatic crystal. Okay. It's like if you've ever seen, like, the inside of, like, a geo, like, a geode crystal. They're just these beautiful prisms that are just glowing, and the whole thing is, like, rainbow light is filling the room. Okay, cool. Chaz has never been up here, and it's just his eyes are wide, and you see tears start to form. <laughs> um, and he's starting to cry these crocodile tears, and you, um, you're you're climbing, and you grab hold of a crystal, and it shatters in your hand, oh. just as you make it up. Okay. And that rainbow light turns into gas and starts swirling oh, about. No. Swirling oh, no. and swirling about. Okay. And it's this cloud of like otherworldly ectoplasm is swirling around you. Oh goodness. Okay. Alright. 
So I got a mic nid coming from one direction and I have this miasma around me. Okay. Um, it's and am, am it's I, been a difficult day. <laughs> am I still attached? Am I still on the wall? Uh, you've made it up onto the alcove at this point. Okay. I I look down at Chaz and I, and I yell, we're going to have to take our chances. And I jump down from the wall, from the alcove, and I try to run towards the exit. Okay. Which back the way that we came. All right. Yeah. You, you've, you've, the two of you are booking it. And um, from up from down river, like the miasma is coming down as the myconid is holding a were crocodile by the throat and kind of slamming them against cave walls, is running at you from, from up the upside of the cave. Chaz jumps onto the myconid's back. And is like, oh. I got, I gotta help my friends, and you gotta help my friends if you wanna, if you wanna see the king, if you wanna see the boss. Uh, I kind of look out at the open, <laughs> the open river, the open jungle, and I look back into this fight. Uh, do I really want to know? It's up to it's your. I, I mean, I mean, you could, you could, you could book it. Like you've got a clean, a clean break. But uh, you don't get to know. Yeah, I would. I would. I, I got to stay and help. Um, and so while I'm standing there, I I want to cast. Um, I want to cast Searing Light. Okay. At the mic in it. Uh, I'm not even going to ask for a roll or anything because there are now four. Uh, where crocodile staring down this myconid, I think that you make pretty quick work of it. Okay. So I think it's much, I think, I think, well, yeah, I think you light it up. Okay, yeah. It's a array of sunlight and it deals 3d8 points of damage. In fact, I might, yeah, let me, let me pull up its stats real quick, but I don't even think, I think even putting aside the four were crocodiles, I don't think it has. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry too much about this myconid. I don't think it's going to make it. Um, yeah, so the four of you, uh, you blast it, and it catches fire, because it's a, cause it's a, like a mushroom. Yes. It starts burning, and Chaz is ripping into the back of its neck, and the other two kind of grab its, grab its arms and pull, and it rips its arms out, and it kind of just, like, falls onto its face. A burning mushroomy, and it stinks. It smells like burning mushrooms, which is an unpleasant Ugh. odor. No. Um. And uh, the two wounded dials are like leaning against the wall, and Chaz is like, "Good thinking, kid. Good hustle." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just blow the fire out of my hands, and I say. Okay, now you need to, you need to give me something. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you did us, you did us a solid. Chaz Knuckle Duster is a straight, is a straight <laughs> shooter. <laughs> We're gonna go take you to the boss. Tiny pickles. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> and they all hop to their feet, and they take you, <laughs> they take you to the to they. You walk through these things. Um, you walk. You're, you're, they're hiding you, and, like, you're seeing these, like, pulsating mushrooms, and you, you're pretty sure that's where the myconid formed. And you're seeing more of these crystals, and you're real careful not to touch it, because you're pretty sure that miasma's still out there somewhere, and you're not sure where. <laughs> yeah. um, and you're going, and it just goes deeper and deeper, and that river just follows it down and down until you get to, like, this huge pool. Okay. And they walk you to the edge of this pool, and you can't you see you can't see the bottom. It's just black and murky. And you look over the edge, and Chaz looks over the edge, and Pickles and Tiny look over the edge, <laughs> and the water starts to bubble and gurgle, and uh, a light from under the water starts to glow, just a pulsating light, and it. I kind of roll my eyes. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz sees it. Chaz sees it and he's like, the boss likes to make an entrance. Wait. 
and it starts to flash red. And he kind of like um, pats you on the shoulder, and he says, uh, "Listen, kid, there's nothing personal, <laughs> kid, <laughs> but uh, red means angry, and I ain't gonna be here for angry." We brought you to the boss. You're kind of on your own. Pickles, teeny. Let's bounce. Let's roll. And they all walk off snapping their fingers. Uh, I just stare off at them and see how long it takes for them to stop snapping their fingers. Oh, they do not stop snapping. You hear it. You hear echoes of the snapping for what feels like ever. But, like, your your attention is brought back to this pool. And it's gurgling. And suddenly, uh, the water breaks. And up comes, uh, the web, the boss, Werodile. He looks a lot worse than the other three that you've seen. Um, they all looked weird in the way that Chaz looked weird. They all had these pustules and these tufts of weird hair. This one looks way, way bad. Um, it looks misshapen uh less hmm. like a crocodile now you can tell it kind of looked like a crocodile once have you ever seen a picture of a really old crocodile how they look yeah they get like they're they get all jagged and their bow they get these bone shards and they kind of start looking mm-hmm. just more and more like old ass dinosaurs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this guy comes up scars yeah and he's covered in scars and he's got these big scaly spikes all over and he's hunched forward and his neck is real long like a dragon almost (laughs) and he leans and he kind of sits in the edge of the pool opposite side of you as he kind of like plops his big oversized legs and he leans forward and he says you ain't supposed to be here um curious where you think I'm supposed to be. And he kind of gets up and he cracks his knuckles. And he does the the neck crack thing and it looks very weird because he's got a long neck. And he's like, look, my crew have been running jobs here for a long time. I'll tell you one thing. Narks ain't welcome. And you see... Narks? You see... That flashing red thing? You actually recognize it. Um, I was going to make you roll for it, but... uh, You actually recognize it very well. Because you happened to break one earlier. There's a crystal embedded in his neck. Oh, no. And as it pulsates, he kind of like... You see the bone shards start to, like, grow a little bit, and pustules start to bubble, and, uh... Oh. Well, that kind of explains a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> can, um... Is there any way I can make, a? I was thinking either, like, a heal check or knowledge arcana? Uh, make a knowledge arcana. Just to see... Sure, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a knowledge arcana. Uh, it's I got a sixteen, and I'm trying to figure out what the why he looks. If there's any indicators of what caused him to look that way, or if it's that yeah. crystal that caused it. Um, it's definitely the crystal, and um, you're looking at it, and you remember cracking that crystal and the miasma and like the weirdness of it all, and you remember and like slowly pieces of everything are starting to swirl into place a little bit. You remember that crystal, that feeling of irregularity in the air and in the magic, and the stone that doesn't match the ground and the river that's been disrupted. It all just feels very, very... Alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I do knowledge planes? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a plus six in knowledge planes. Let's see. <laughs> okay, I got a ten. Um, that's good enough to tell you that this is not from this earth. 
All of okay. everything is kind of feeling. You're realizing that nothing feels of this realm or of this plane, of this planet, this earth. Something came here and crashed here from another plane. You don't know from where. You have no idea, like, what kind of plane this is from. But something crashed here from another plane. These hapless bandits came here. <clears throat> One of them slept weird on a crystal. Best you can surmise. Okay. Okay. And what they woke up is where crocodiles. <laughs> now, uh, make me another knowledge arcana to try and understand. Okay. Uh, or heal, whichever is better. Hmm. Yeah, let me do a heal check. Yeah. I have a plus 11. Let's see. Oh my. Okay. 21. Fabulous. The, um, the creatures, the other, the other guys, they, you noticed how you were watching them, and you were watching, like, the pustules form on them, and, like, the hair sprout, and you were kind of getting a sense of, like, how long, like, they're, like, what was up with them? They're the worsening of the symptoms, essentially. For this <laughs> guy to look like this, he had to have been like this for... A long time. They never said how long... Chaz couldn't remember how long they had been were-crocodiles. And those break-ins were all caused by the were-crocodiles. You never got word of when the bandits came over here. Mm -hmm. It's seeming like he might be older than they let on. Mm. Uh, okay, I, I look at him, and I know he looks very strong. And he big, I <laughs> he big, um, and I I don't I don't want to start something that I can't finish, and I want to help more than I want to kill, even in my where even in my hybrid form. So I can I can I do a sleight of hand to to cast Zone of Truth? Um, yeah. Yeah, make me a sleight of hand. I'm gonna make an opposed spot. He got a 13. Okay, I got a... 22. Okay, yeah. Zone of Truth is cast. <laughs> okay, so got six minutes, and I, I, I hold my hands up. He's, he's walking around the pool to get to you. And you can tell if he gets to you, he's gonna, he's gonna, there's gonna be a throwdown. Yeah, so I'm backing away, and I'm holding my hands up, and I say, hold on, I, I want to help you. I want to help you. I, I, I understand some of what you're going through. I was afflicted with this curse, and I want to help you. You're obviously not from here, and I don't know how long you've been here, but if you want to get back home, maybe I can help you before you tear me to pieces. So, oh, where did you come from? Are you referring to me or to him? And the crystal light swirls from the crystal as he kind of, his head slumps forward a little bit. Okay. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> um, angry crocodile. Crystal. I have to stop one, talk to the other. <laughs> okay. Uh, you. Uh, can I, is there anything I can and do to help you? Is, do you know, do you know of anything? Can you give me anything that would help me help you in this situation? I don't believe there is 
help to be had, I believe the comet that brought us here has deemed this our new home. The crocodile moves closer to you. But I believe we... There is help to be had in... I don't think you can help me, but you can certainly help him. Mutations are to be expected by prolonged contact to the crystal vessel. Extraction should reverse. It's an untested hypothesis, but he's uh, just about at you. Okay. All right. So, okay. So I'm... Okay, so he's right in front of me, and I'm trying to stand my ground. Yep. And I look at the I look at the boss now, and I say, "Is there anything that I can, I can, I can heal you? I can, I can help you with your affliction. I know how to handle this curse. Is there anything that I can do that would dissuade you from eating me?" You know what? I was gonna ask for initiative, but make me a diplomacy roll. It's gonna be t- so bad at it. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Uh, actually, it probably won't yeah. be. I'm gonna say it's a fifteen because okay. he wants to eat you real bad. Um, <laughs> but the crystal—you've—you've you've befriended the crystal. Okay. And um, he certainly—he doesn't seem to be enjoy being a croc, being a wear crocodile, especially not for as long as he seems to have been one. Okay, so I got a twelve. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to say roll initiative. Give me initiative. Okay. He did very badly. He got a three, but, um, but your 12 is close enough that I would, I will give you this. Okay. He, uh, he hesitates for a moment. Okay. And. All right. Uh, he hesitates for a moment. The crystal is swirling and. It says to you, yes, yes, I believe that uh, extraction of the crystal should undo the physiological changes. It should echo out the, pro- the mental projection of the changes should reverse. Uh, unfortunately, as I lack hands, not really something I can provide. Perhaps you can, though. Okay, so he hesitates for a moment. I got a uh, initiative was 19. Yeah, you're definitely going first. Okay, and I want to... What size is he? He's large. Okay, he's large. Okay, so we're still in the same size class. Okay, um... I'm going to cast Guidance on myself. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to, I don't know, is that a standard action? I'll give you the time to cast Guidance in the time that he's hesitating. I don't, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Okay, I, I cast Guidance, and then I want to, I want to cast Hold Person. Okay. Again. Um, so he has to make a... Saving throw. Will saving throw. Will saving throw. Not his strong suit, but he rolls a 19. I don't know if it doesn't work. It completely doesn't work, or it just only works for a short amount of time. I don't think it works at all. Okay, so that didn't work. So, all right. All right. He, I'm, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. He, um, he's going to come at you. Uh, he's going to... Actually, he rears back. He takes a step back. He rears back. And he, uh, he belches at you, and, um, <laughs> acid fills the air. Oh, no. Make a reflex saving throw. Okay. Okay. 
got a 13. Take 19 acid damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Okay, so I am now... And I don't get any... Nope, I take that full hit, huh? Yep. Okay. Okay, so now I... Um... Okay, so that's... So nonviolent isn't working, obviously. So I am going to... Um... Bite him. Okay. I'm going to try to bite him and try to get him in a grapple. Sure, yeah. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Okay, I got, oh man, I got 14. That exactly gets him. Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) Okay, um, okay, so do I, do I need to make a roll to see if I grapple him? Um, here's, I'm actually going to say... This is going to be a very important role. Um, you grapple him. You've got you. The two of you are, are kind of pinned. He's kind of chomping at you. You're kind of chomping back at him. You've got a chance to grab this crystal. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you've got him. You can grab him. But if you don't, that might be it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what do you what what? kind of role am I making? Um, I'm going to call dexterity it... Dexterity or... Uh, dexterity or strength, whichever you're, whichever you're better at. Okay, I'll do dex. Okay. Um, okay. So... You want to get that, go. you want to get that 14. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a five. Alright. Um, <laughs> well, he's still grapple. So he can, okay. he's just going to try and take control of the grapple. Okay. Might. Um, that's what? Your CMB? I, was, I don't remember how grappling works in Pathfinder. To look up <laughs> grapple rules. I think it is. Making a combat maneuver check. Okay. DC equal to your C, your opponent. What is your CMD? Okay, my CMD is 15. Okay, so he is he is broken free of the grapple. That's his action. Okay. He kind of okay. shoves you off. He um, he's gearing up. He's gearing up to to belch again. You got okay. You got You got You got to get that crystal. Okay. Okay. So. Or at least find a way to. Or at least find a way to to stun him while you get the crystal. Is there is so in the wound where is it a wound where the crystal? Yeah, is? Yeah, it's kind of embedded in the back of his neck, like where the neck meets the shoulder. It's just kind of okay. like jammed in there. Okay, so do you think that so take a standard action, um, and I'm basically on him. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think if I cast a like cure moderate or cure serious, it might come out? I would, I would actually give you that. That's really okay. cl- no, that's really clever. I would absolutely a cure serious. I would absolutely give it. Because this is, like, a okay. serious wound. Okay, I will use, like, my last third level. Alright. No, like, my second to last third level spell. And I will cast Cure Serious on him. Okay. To see if I can get it out while while also holding or trying to wiggle it out. Yeah, I think that's, I think it, it goes exactly, I think it goes exactly as that, right? Like, because you're, you're, you're healing the wound and it kind of, like spits it out basically um it kind of spits it out and like it shatters and miasma fills fills the air and like he uh he kind of slumps forward a little bit and he's like ow hey my head hurts and he starts um aging rapidly uh he kind of starts trans painfully transforming back but as he's doing that aging 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, like he's, he crumbles into dust. 
Oh. You're not sure. Like, he was clearly, he, they, these bandits clearly lost track of time. And had, oh. um, but, um, you're standing there, the crystal, the miasma briefly takes the shape of a man that you recognize briefly to be the boss. It seems mm-hmm. to have taken his shape, like, in his prime a little bit. You know, you know. It's it kind of he kind of imparted on it as it imparted on him, and he kind of just says, "Thank you, thank you. You freed me from a painful existence. Good, good looking out." And he gives you a two finger salute. Goodbye. And he fades away, and you move back out through the dungeon, or through the cave, through the comet i guess and mm-hmm. you you come upon a, a weird sound from just outside of the cavern laughter mm. hooting and hollering laughter from outside you finally make it out and there are three very old men laughing and slapping each other in the thigh. <laughs> and I assume very naked. Uh, well, they're wearing, like, tattered rags. Okay, okay. And one of them uh, looks over to you and just kind of gives you a nod. And they all kind of, like, throw their arms around each other. And they walk off. You're welcome, but where are you going? And he kind of turns back briefly. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, uh, sorry, I, uh, <laughs> older than I thought. We got to, uh, do some community service back in Shanksburg. <laughs> kind of messed up a few farmhouses. Very good. You want to come with? I don't know. Probably a parade or something for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come with you. All right. The two of them throw their arms around you, which is impressive because you're still very large. <laughs> and you walk off down back down the river. And we see uh, the town in the horizon and the comet in the distance. And three tattered rag wearing old men in a wero dial walking off into the sunset. <laughs> and that's game. Awesome. Lonnie, thank you so much for coming to Party of One. That was super fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was, it was so much fun. And yes, thank you. So, uh, real quick, before we wrap up, anything that you'd like to plug? Any, anything like that? Any good stuff? Um, not really. I mean, I kind of just want to plug other people's podcasts. Feel, I don't feel know, is free. That, no, is that I kosher? am all about it. Yeah. Um, I've been loving, oh my gosh, I love all my fantasy children. Oh. I love I wish you had all said, I wish children. before you had said other people's, you meant mine, because I would have told you no. But continue. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, please continue. Um, I'm no. just being, I'm being facetious. I, I really do. <laughs> I really do. Um, I am not brown nosing. I really do love it. I'm like waiting every time there's a new episode. It just really just makes me laugh. And you guys are just trying, like, to just do such a, like, a good thing, even with something that's so silly. Um, and also, I've been really enjoying um, the Armory Wars? Armory Wars. Armory Wars, um, yes. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's a podcast about Coheed and Camry as lore. Yes, I do know that. That's Molly's <laughs> podcast. I, I do know that podcast. Yes, yes. And it is... Just as they would say, Mwah. it's it's, it's just kiss. <laughs> it's great. It's just so ridiculous, and I've been wanting somebody to like go through that lore with me for so long because I've I really like Coheed and Cambria, um, and uh, gosh, there's so many, but those are the ones that are coming to my mind right now. Um, of course, one shot and Orson. there's just so many. Um, but also, I'd I'd like to plug. Um, if anybody's in the Sacramento area and looking for a church, um, the Sacramento Covenant Reform Church, 
um, in the Land Park area is great, and you can meet me, and um, maybe we can play a game, and yeah, it's 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 a wonderful, warm, welcoming church, and um, yeah, I just wanted to plug that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast, and I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, future me. And thanks again to Lonnie for coming onto the show. That was so much fun. I really love that game. Be sure to check out all of the podcasts that Lonnie talked about at the end of the episode, because they're all, frankly, really good podcasts. The Amory Score, which you can find at abnormalmapping.squarespace.com, is a podcast in which Molly, who you may remember from the Fate pay-per-view episode of Party of One, one of my best friends and one of my favorite people in the world, and her co-host Jackson, go through the discography of Coheed and Cambria to figure out and answer the question... What the fuck is going on in the music of Coheed and Cambria? The answer to that question, if you don't know Coheed and Cambria, is so much more bonkers than you realize. And if you do, if you are familiar with Coheed and Cambria, it's probably still more bonkers. Please check out the Amory's Court. It's really freaking good. And then, of course, there's All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a podcast in which my best friend, Aaron Catano Saez, and I... Every single week, take a listener prompt submitted through Facebook, email, Twitter, etc., and spin them into a role-playing game character. It is a podcast about world-building, about character creation, about telling meaningful stories in a fantasy context, and it's just a, a chance for me to hang out with my best friend for an hour a week and make something special. I treasure all my fantasy children. It is a really special show to me, and I think if you listen to it, you might just fall in love with it, and it might be really special to you, too. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.libsyn.com. You can also follow All My Fantasy Children on Twitter at amfc underscore podcast. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow this show at Party of One Pod, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you really enjoy the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All three of those things help new audiences find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. As I said at the top of the show, consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to come onto the show, if you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, or like me, you're just watching the new season of BoJack Horseman and you just need to unpack that because there's a lot going on, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, of course, don't forget to check out our sponsor this week, Divided Pursuit, at kck.st slash dividedpursuit. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical, defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on. Never gonna die.